0: So I have a debate coming up this Sunday with a guy named Rausch.
1: Okay, that's a a cool name.
0: R-A-U-S-H. I thought it's sort of like smog, smog, smoogee, smoogie. Anyway, it's Rausch apparently. Bosch. Rausch, his name is. Yeah. And it's about communism. Now, there was a book that came out, I guess about 150 years ago, which we're going to have a quick go through, called The Manifesto. Now, a manifesto is a declaration of everything that you intend to do. Right? So, like, in the mornings, I wake up. I come downstairs. I express my daily manifesto, which is to be in charge of everything, to be the boss of everyone, to rule everyone and everything, and get everything I want.
1: Yeah, like steal all my allowance counts as that too.
0: That's usually the middle of the night. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's my manifesto. <laughs> um, and no,
1: your manifesto is probably drink drink some coffee, <laughs> eat some toast. Yes. Do a show. Yes maybe play some Rocket League, which is a video game we play sometimes. Good
0: game, too. Very
1: good game. I recommend it to anybody who plays and has another player or whatever. But um.
0: I recommend it if you want to see your child surpass your skill set, much like a rocket car going past a guy on a bicycle.
1: Well, it's true. I must admit, he was better for the first while, but I think I've just passed him a tiny bit. Yes,
0: a tiny bit, <laughs> a tiny bit. All right. so Let's get back is, with the story. <laughs> so this is the manifesto of the Communist Party. Now, communism is... A very popular belief system. Uh, It's not one that I'm a huge fan of. I'll sort of tell you that up front. We'll go sort of why. But this is the book. Look, if you go to university, this is a book that almost for sure you're going to have to read. Oh, God. So, yeah, no kidding. eh?
1: Poisoning the young children's minds.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. All right. So this was written by a guy named Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. And uh, we can talk about Marx perhaps at the end. I, I don't want to talk about it about him ahead of time because it might sort of prejudice, prejudice you against this so we'll talk about him afterwards but this this is how it goes right a specter is haunting Europe
1: what is a specter
0: a specter <laughs> is um, a sort of sinister ghost oh okay a, a, a mean ghost the specter of communism with a capital C communism all the powers of old Europe have entered into a holy alliance to exercise this specter. Do you know what exercise is?
1: Like get, out of a, de- get a demon out of something? Yeah,
0: yeah, you cast <laughs> a demon out, right? Pope and Tsar. Now, the Pope was the head of the Catholic- is the head of the Catholic Church. The Tsar was the ruler of Russia before the uh, communists took over. Metternich and Guizot, French radicals and German police spies. So just a grab bag of everyone who's in opposition. So it's, it, 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 I don't agree with the ideology, but, but these guys are good writers. Because yeah. I'm already like, it sounds like a spy novel. It sounds like really exciting, right? Yeah. Where is the party in opposition that has not been decried as communistic by its opponents in power? Right? So that means... What does decried
1: mean? Sorry for I'm decried
0: me. means Decried uh, means um, to attack negatively, like using language, you know, like you call someone a racist or whatever. It's just to, to say, to, to give a negative label to someone rather than to address their arguments. Oh, okay. We're the opposition that has not hurled back the branding reproach of communism against the more advanced opposition parties, as well as against its reactionary adversaries. Okay, that's a little bit dense there, but we'll sort of break it out. Okay. So hurled back the branding reproach of communism. So basically everyone's calling each other communists because it's considered to be the most negative label around. Oh, okay. As well as against its reactionary adversaries. Now, that's interesting, and you'll see this should you ever end up on this, the joyful human landscape known as Twitter.
1: Oh, I will probably end up on it.
0: Right. So, um, if you can give people the impression that other people are reacting to you in highly emotional ways, it makes your argument look better, and other people look worse. Right? kind of makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's called being triggered or something like that. Okay. So two things result from this fact. One, communism is already acknowledged by all European powers to be itself a power. Now, have we had any arguments yet? No. So I call this positioning, which is, so when people start reading about communism, the first thing that they want to do, rather than talk about the actual arguments, is they want to make it look cool and dangerous and opposed by people in power because it it, it makes it exciting right yeah so they're doing all of that at the beginning which is you know a a smart thing to do if you want to get people interested in your philosophy right two it is high time that communists should openly in the face of the whole world publish their views their aims their tendencies and meet this nursery tale of the specter of communism with a manifesto of the party itself
1: i'm sorry this is a nursery tale
0: No, he's saying that saying that communism is just bad and evil and nasty is like a nursery tale. It's like a story for kids. Oh, okay. So he wants to get the facts.
1: I was confused. I'm like, how are they calling like exorcism and stuff a nursery tale for kids? I was a bit confused. It would
0: be a bit of an odd nursery tale. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it'd
1: be for somebody who was addicted to like Billie Eilish music videos, but...
0: That's right. That's (laughs) right. It may, may be helpful. Yeah. So he says, to this end, communists of various nationalities have assembled in London and sketch the following manifesto to be published in the English, French, German, Italian, Flemish, and Danish languages. There's a bunch of different languages. Yeah. All right. So this is the intro. It's a pretty short intro. What do we got there? That's like two pages less than, right? Depends on how what size you have on your Kindle, right? Yeah. So two words we're going to need to know. One, bourgeois. I
1: have no idea what that means.
0: A Bourgeois uh, and proletarians. Okay. So now that we've explained those, we'll just go on with... I'm
1: sorry. We didn't even... <laughs> what?
0: Okay, so if you want to to talk, a bourgeois uh, means um, usually it means middle class, like uh, not poor, not super rich, just kind of in the middle. Uh, and it also can mean people who, okay, the, own the means of production. Okay, so uh, these are my glasses, right? Yes. And uh, we go to a store to to buy the glasses. Yes. But the store doesn't make the glasses usually, right? The frames and the lenses, they're all usually made somewhere else, right? Yes. So the store is where we got to buy stuff. And the means of production, owning the means of production, is stuff that sells to other businesses, not to consumers, right? Right. So let's say we go to a restaurant. The restaurant gives us, like serves us what?
1: I don't know, some pasta maybe. Some
0: pasta, right? Some, and they serve it on plates and, and they get cutlery and all of that, right?
1: And napkins. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, do they make all that stuff? no well they make one of them
1: yes well the, no they may not even make the pasta it might just boil it or something uh,
0: they cook the pasta no you're yeah. right they're probably not making the food from scratch some bakeries do though right
1: yeah i think some baker- bakeries make bread from scratch
0: oh when we were in florida we went to the disney store sure and they were making behind the glass you remember
1: oh um so there
0: was that store with the go- goofy on on the on the front right and we went in Oh
1: the candies. they were making candies.
0: Candy. Apples and yeah. they were making But those they didn't
1: little... grow the apples from scratch not gonna <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true. They were making Rice Krispie Squares with the big uh, Yeah. like not the bunny ears but the um the Mickey Mouse. Ears, yeah. right? So so there's some they're making stuff there, but the means of production, so when you go to a restaurant, you sit down, you've got a table and, and you got your plates and you got your cutlery. So what do they make there and what do they buy from somewhere else? In the restaurant. Well
1: they in the, the restaurant they would make They'd boil the pasta, or make the pasta. Maybe. Yeah, make the food. Yeah, yeah. Make the food, but they'd buy the plates. Um, I'm gonna guess in most cases they buy the plates anyways, but probably yeah, they'd buy the, buy the napkin. Right? Na- buy the napkins. They'd buy the cutlery.
0: That's right. They'd buy the napkins somewhere else, but they might fold. They the wouldn't make the coat that you
1: could order and stuff like that. Yeah, they,
0: but that's right. They would order the soft drinks, like the, the pops and all. Really that Really, the thing only else. thing
1: they would do is probably the water, unless they bought water. But I know at a lot of places they give you tap water.
0: Well, so actually, but but getting and purifying all of the water is kind of owning the means of production, right? You just yeah, turn true. on a tap and you get it, right? So when you think about it, like think of a store in a mall, like a, a Lush we go to from time to time, yeah. right? What do they make there? So, uh, no, what do they make in the store, right?
1: I do not know. Not much. They make money. Not going <laughs> to. They make
0: money. Yeah, yeah, they do. But when you think about it, there's very little when you go into a store that you buy that is actually made in the store.
1: Yeah bakeries probably is the first one that i could think which is what we thought of where they make the most of their stuff like i think like in the closest bakery we have i don't even know what it's called but yeah yeah, they would make um, it there right let's just call it the bakery right but they make i think they make all the cookies and stuff that they put on display and everything
0: but the interesting thing is do they they don't grow their own flour right they don't maybe they wouldn't make their own baking soda so everything like there's this whole cloud of stuff that's out there that kind of Gets either delivered or the last little bits are assembled in the store. Yeah. And that's what you buy.
1: Well, yeah. And also, like, even example is me. Like, I'm... For everybody who's listening, I'm going through a phase of making chocolates.
0: Yeah, I just make
1: chocolates and then I make my dad all fat. (laughs) Yeah, no
0: kidding. Just as I'm losing weight. Yeah, yeah. No. (laughs) You you end up with this, like, most amazing chocolates on the planet.
1: I do. I'm just going to say one thing that's important to me. I don't even know what I'm saying, but... um, i make i'm doing special orders and my mom ordered a chocolate pizza basically so it's a small little a chocolate round chocolate yeah, yeah. with it sliced up basically, and each slice has different cool nice toppings. But it's like the most unhealthy pizza that you could ever possibly imagine.
0: <laughs> but the odd thing is, is the two of the slices were missing. I don't know what happened. I'm I just think if two of the slices <laughs> were
1: missing, I would know some ripped tape, and also that um, I think it would be more than two.
0: <laughs> okay, this is a total a total aside. Can we talk yes. about the, Life video, act- the Life video real quick?
1: What
0: the Life video real quick? Just really quick because it's the funniest thing that's happened oh lately. yes okay
1: fine let me explain one thing so there's this app i think it has something like 10 million downloads or something and i saw it through an ad on another app or whatever but um uh i create these characters so we have each of our characters um you, my mom and me mm-hmm. and I make these insane hysterical videos. Very like they're funny. hilarious. Like I mean, um stuff like we can like I don't know, explode each other with magic and like funny stuff, or like teleport each other out.
0: Me being able to like I want to do something, but it's like, Oh, I just have to go fix something on a show and then problem after problem after oh, problem. Oh yeah, like I'll yeah, just yeah, say yeah.
1: so one it was like, Oh sorry, I forgot to turn the recorder on. I'm like, Okay, whatever. Let's we can go to the mall later and he's like, Oh, um, the microphone wasn't working. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, okay. And then the next one, someone's
0: it's coming out of the wrong. ear. <laughs> no, it was
1: um. Oh, a bird attacked me, and instead of saying, "Oh, are you okay?" I just said I was annoyed, and I said, "Well, what do you, what, are the, where are the scars then?" And then the last one, oh, the roof caved in. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, all of these. So we did. So Izzy has a candy shop downstairs, and very tiny. <laughs> so the the, the Gacha Life video starts out with me getting up in the middle of the night. Creeping downstairs like a ghost. Oh, like a spectra. Oh, let's tie it into the
1: camera. Yeah, yeah said, let's like tie a it. In.
0: I go down like a like a like fog rolling down the stairs. Yes,
1: okay, that I, I think we get it. You're <laughs> not quiet. Okay.
0: And I, I I eat sneak some candy from your candy store without You pain. eat
1: it all. And I even took a I took a photo where there was one left that had a couple candy canes. He dislikes candy canes, basically oh, yeah. any hard candy. Yeah. So I just took a photo and then I added it onto the video.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I go back to bed and go to sleep. Yeah. And in the morning, you wake up and you say,
1: "I just, I just think something is wrong." Yeah,
0: just as you wake I up, I thought
1: it was more of an easy thing, but like he laughed so hard?
0: I, just, I love that idea that you'd wake up and before you're even fully conscious, you're completely aware that your candy store has been altered. Downstairs. No, I didn't
1: even know. I just thought something is something wrong. Is
0: wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you if you're curious what happens with that. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what happens is, um, he go I, the next a few. I just kind of start. Like, again, I'm going to tie it onto the Rocket League thing I mentioned earlier. Like, in Rocket League, I keep bumping him and self-scoring and making him annoyed just because I am I have this cold anger and I'm angry at him. And then later, Ooh. I do something to the chocolate. So I get up at night saying, I where are they? And then I say, ah, here they are. So I put him in where the candy shop is. And then I leave. <laughs> and then he comes in and he sneaks them. And I Oh, no, I think, oh, my gosh, no, he's coming. So he comes in eats the chocolates, and then the next morning he wakes up and his skin is blue.
0: That's right. <laughs> like yeah, the, the Hong Kong protest. Like I right?
1: pointed, poisoned the chocolates or something, but not deadly or anything.
0: Right. So, the bourgeois, they own the factories, they own the means of production, and the proletarian are the people who work there. So, you think of the waiter, right? The waiter doesn't own the restaurant. No. Right? Can you think of other examples?
1: Um... Well, you can just basically any store you go to, like the people. Yeah, the store, the people yeah. don't,
0: like the, we go to a cell phone store, they don't own the cell phone store. No. And the people who own the cell phone store company don't own the place usually where they make cell phones, and it's a whole big sort of chain of things. So, so he's saying here, the history of all hitherto, which means, hi there, too. No, it <laughs> means, it means uh, hitherto in the past. The history of all past existing societies is a history of class struggles. Okay, now...
1: Am confused. Let's
0: go back to when you, you you don't take allowance anymore, right? No. You made that choice. You said, listen, I wanna start working and I wanna start uh, doing mm-hmm. chores and stuff like that. And I was bored of it. I mean sometimes
1: I let's say I'm not the best at doing chores, so I'm like, that's not fair. They give me allowance and I'm barely I'm not barely. I mean but I'm not tied doing it, right? It's not I'm not doing as much as I was supposed to be. So I'm just like, okay, this is unfair, so I'm like, I won't take any more allowance, but I'll do stuff like um the drawing drawings, I'll give drawings to my dad to post on Twitter and I'll get a money for a certain amount of views yeah. and stuff and but some of our shows too Impressions right? and um our shows like certain amount of views and right. stuff but
0: So when we negotiate for that I have the money you want the money and we have kind of it's not a conflict but we don't have exactly the same idea you'd like more money <laughs> and I'd like to pay you less right?
1: Well I mean I don't exactly want more money that's the thing I'm just like I'm okay I'm a bit of a saver so, a, bit. a Okay, a lot. I ha- <laughs> you're, like, I, you're
0: like the people uh, who, who you open their door and they have like magazines from 30 years ago. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm not a whore. No, I'm not a horror. No, not a do, horror. hang on to things. Oh
1: my goodness. I'm just going to say an example with my money. I will freak out over spending $3. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting because we were actually just in a store the other day. You bought a, uh, a notebook and you also like a, a paper notebook mm-hmm. cover and you wanted a pen. And I said, okay, I'll pay for this. You pay for the pen. And then there was this long pause. Wait, wait, what? No, I didn't. I, I will pay for the pen. <laughs> no, stop. The pen is going back. And you set fire to the pen. We ran okay. out of the store. Okay, yeah? listen. What?
1: <laughs> I thought I was going to pay for the pen. I didn't exactly look at the price. I mean, there's... Oh, you didn't know the price. In Staples, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. thought... Like, you know in Staples, whoever goes to Staples, there's this thing and where they have a p- bunch of pens and they're different kinds. So I just glanced at a couple and like, oh, $2 or $2.50 or whatever. So yeah. I guess they're all around that. So I took the pen thinking it was $2 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like okay, I can live. Whatever, and then I realized when Dad said, "Oh, it's like three dollars or three fifty or something," and I'm like, "No, it's a buck extra." I, I thought it was two dollars or two fifty, but now it's three dollars or three fifty. That's that's a do- a buck maybe or a buck fifty more.
0: Now Staples would like to sell you that pen for how much, ideally?
1: Like four hundred
0: dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they they would sell you like if you went in and said, "I want to pay." X, I don't know like like whatever it is right like and and they would say oh yeah sounds great. You know good, right? Yeah um, So they want to charge more you want to pay less and he's saying this is the big conflict the people who are selling you stuff They want to charge more, but the people who are buying stuff. They want to charge less Yeah, and so he's but he's saying and now we kind of understand this if two people are negotiating or or bidding for something but he's saying it's deeper than that so he says freeman and slave Patrician, oh, well, okay. <laughs> patrician and plebeian lord and serf so a lord and a serf so serf real, real briefly when the roman empire collapsed um for a variety of reasons we can talk about another time things went kind of crazy like the social order collapsed and and it was kind of just fight and fight and fight now what happened was
1: that sounds really bad
0: oh yeah it was it was not a lot of fun for sure so, it's called the dark ages although some people disagree but anyway so what happened was there were all of these farmers and there were these crazy guys who would just roam around on horseback, and they'd get hungry. And you know what they'd do? They'd just go up to a farmer and they'd say what?
1: Give me your food, or I'm gonna fight you, or something.
0: No, they would say like rock paper scissors thumb wars. That <laughs> just kidding. No, they would like they'd, I'm
1: gonna thump you. <laughs> no, they
0: would just go up and say, give us your food, right? And and they weren't, they didn't think ahead too much. So they'd come and they'd say, you know, they'd bring twenty of their friends and they'd say, you know, kill kill your cows. Oh, we're going to take your cows, cook the cows for us, and we're just going to eat it all. But then the problem is, of course, if it's winter, they kind of need the cows for the milk over the winter and all that. So uh, basically what happened was they were called the warlords. It's just a bunch of roving gangs roaming around and uh, and attacking the farmers. So what happened was the farmers kind of gave up making food. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? I mean, why would yeah. you bother saving if, you know, people just kept taking your money, right? Yeah. So the farmers kind of gave up, and then everybody started starving. And everyone was like, oh, this is is really not good. Yeah. So then some of the warlords, this is real simplified, but some of the warlords said, okay, I'm going to be the local lord. I'm going to get all my friends together. We're going to protect the farmers. Because if we don't have the food, we can't make it through the winter. So we're going to protect the farmers. And the farmers are like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, right? Yes. But if you're the lord, you're not going to protect the farmers for free. That's dangerous, right? So what do you want in return? Food. That's right. So they would get food. Now, the the lords also had their own land. And in return for protecting them from all the war lords, the lords would say, you got to work my land. I'm going to protect you, but you got to give me your taxes. And also, I don't want you running off. Because what happened was, there was this kind of competition. So give me the name of two lords.
1: Uh, Tom and Bob.
0: (laughs) Okay. so, So Tom is here on the left. Bob is here on the right, right? Yeah. Now, Tom has a bunch of Surfs, right? The people who are working his land and they have their own land and it's kind of going along but but Bob wants people to come and work on his land so what's he going to do? Instead of taking half their food what's he going to offer?
1: All their food?
0: Or? No, if he's, he says oh, if this guy's, guy's taking half their, their food, food yeah, he says listen, I'll take only 40% or 30% or and then the people go they leave this guy and they go to this guy right? So there's this competition for everyone, right?
1: Oh, and then the other guy will be like, oh, I'll give you, tw- I'll take 20% or something.
0: Right. and and But but see, they don't want, they want they want to keep more. So what they did was they said, you have to stay on your land. That's how they avoided competing with each other for the serfs. Now, this is particularly true after like the 14th century, like 600 years ago and change, right? Um, 700 years ago, there was uh, this terrible plague called the Black Death. Which, I've heard of it. I yeah, don't know we exactly what before. it is, though. Uh, So uh, it's considered to have come on the backs of little ticks on the backs of rats that came, it's called the Silk Road, that came from China and Asia and so on. It was brutal. Like six out of ten people across Europe in various places died. Oh my goodness. But what this meant was that they could start negotiating because there were so few workers and the Lord still needed everyone to work on the land. So this whole system broke down and they were able to compete with each other. And they'd say they'd play Tom and Bob off against each other and say, hey, man, this guy's only going to take 40 percent of my food. What are you going to take? This guy, I only have to work two days a week on his land. What are you going to offer? And they began to break free of the land, which was a huge deal. Uh, and made things much more productive and all that. Anyway, so he's saying that there's this competition between the people who own the land and the people who work the land, between the people who own the factories and the people who work in the factories, right? Right. He said, in a word, oppressor and oppressed. Ah, that's interesting. Now, when you're talking lord and serf, it kind of is. They're tied to the land. But on the other hand, what's their choice? This is kind of the best situation because you don't want to go back to just warlords coming around You know, they might kidnap your wife. They're going to take your food. They might, you know, I don't know, play soccer with your children or something. (laughs) You know, not with them, but with them, you know. And so it, it was a very, very tough situation as a whole, right? So he said, these two forces, they stand in constant opposition to one another, carried on an uninterrupted, now hidden, now open fight. A fight that each time ended, either in a revolutionary reconstitution of society At large in other words changing everything right or the common ruin of the contending classes so when when the 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 serfs want to break free and the lords want to keep them on the land either they just both destroy each other or there's some radical change in society and so it happens either way so we talked so remember this is way back ago we talked about uh, the book crime and punishment about the guy who kills the old woman right Anyway, so this guy, his name was Dostoevsky. He was a terrible gambling addict. Oh. But his father was incredibly mean. He owned a whole bunch of land, and he had these serfs in Russia. And he was a drunk, and he would beat up the serfs. Do you remember how they killed him?
1: oh yes by drowning him they, in beer basically yeah they
0: pulled poured alcohol down his throat until he died yeah it was pretty because so, he
1: was drunk he yeah, was a drunk so. he was a
0: mean drunk right so they he's said like, oh, hey he'll you like die drink?
1: happy yeah <laughs> you
0: like to drink here we go so he's saying there's this battle between the people who own stuff and the people who work on it and they sometimes it changes society sometimes they just destroy each other right so he says in, the that, er-
1: in that case that was a destroy each other
0: well, I don't know what happened I know, to just the told surf, someone, but the guy but was definitely not, not there, right?
1: Not there. Yes, he was gone.
0: <laughs> In the earlier epochs, so history you can divide like this, the, the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, the Dark Ages, the Middle Ages. So there's just epochs, are just ways that we divide history up to sort of make sense yeah. of it. We find almost everywhere a complicated arrangement of society into various orders, a manifold gradation of social rank, uh, which means you. some people are just slaves, some people are head slaves, so they're a little higher up, and then there are poor people who are kind of free but tied to the land, people who are more free, so there's this whole layer of different levels of social rank. In ancient Rome, we have patricians, Knights, plebeian slaves, these are all just various categories. In the Middle Ages then he goes on, A feudal lords, vassals, guild masters, journeymen, apprentices, serfs and blah blah blah. All of this. I won't go into all of these. Lords we know. Vassals are the the, the knights who work for the lords. Uh, guild masters are people they used to divide, like you know how there are plumbers and electricians and all that. These guys used to be in charge of all of those. Ah. So then he says the modern bourgeois society. So bourgeois society that he's talking about is um, you've got uh, people who own factories people who own mines and I think he would include people who own a lot of land in that but the mines and the factories and this whole class of people who own what he called the means of production that's kind of new so he says the modern bourgeois society that has sprouted from the ruins of feudal society feudal is that the Lord and and serf thing has not done away with class antagonism so class we used to like classes in schools and stuff like that he yeah. means the different like the owners and the workers it has but established new classes, new conditions of oppression, new forms of struggle in place of the old ones. Our epoch, like our time in history, the epoch of the bourgeoisie possesses, however, this distinctive feature. It has simplified the class antagonisms. Society as a whole is more and more splitting up into two great hostile camps, into I two don't... great classes directly facing each other, bourgeoisie and proletariat. We'll do that like another page. And we'll then. Okay.
1: May I finish the chapter? Yeah. Just a... I don't like ending... Is like this interesting book. stuff? Yes, it's very interesting.
0: From the serfs of the Middle Ages sprang the chartered burghers of the earliest towns. I know that seems like burghers, I know, but it's, it's an H. Oh. Huh? Uh, it's a burghers, uh, the, um... So the burghers were, um... Let's, let's get the actual sort of technical definition of them, because that's a bit of a... A citizen of a town or city, typically a member of the wealthy bourgeoisie. So, um, so there weren't there weren't very many cities in the Dark Ages because cities need food, and they need farmers to be so productive that the farmers can sell stuff to the cities, and the cities need to be able to offer stuff to the farmers in return, right? So, what would they
1: offer typically to the farmers? Money, maybe for food.
0: Okay, so no, that's a good question, right? So if you're in the city, um, so you're in the farm, and I mean, you know, we could plant stuff, and we do in the garden, right? So we could grow our own food, right? But there's still things that we would need. That's more than just food, right? Yeah. So think back, like a long time ago, um, you would need um, a shovel. Mm-hmm. Like you would. Well, I actually know that yeah, no, right
1: now. <laughs> well, right now I'm using my fingers because I'm planting stuff in pots and I'm growing it. <laughs> but no, I mean, like in um, you need shovels. Yeah. You'd, I don't know exactly what they use back then, but they'd have to uproot trees.
0: Yeah, to or you'd start get pickaxes. You know that from Minecraft, right? Yeah. Um, you would need also, like, axes. You'd need axes to chop down the wood, right? So you'd need someone, and you wouldn't be building that stuff because the metal is really hard to put together and all of that, oh, right? Yeah. What about uh, it's nighttime, and, you know, in the in the winter, nighttime is like five o'clock in the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what if you want to read? Well, you need books, and what else do you need? Light. You need light, so you're going to need a candle. You're going to need a little uh, kerosene or wood lamp for a or
1: fireplace or something. You
0: need, yeah. Well, no, the wood. If you've got the axe, the wood you can make yourself, right? Because yes. From your, your forest and all that. So there's lots of things that you need from the city. Also, you might need a doctor. Yeah. Right. And so you
1: probably need a doctor. I mean, you'd get a lot of protection from infections if you like, basically, not lived in the mud, but
0: you you'd get kind of immune to stuff, right? Yeah. Because you'd be good. At it. So people in in the country, I mean, you can survive without without all of that stuff, but it's really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And so um, the other thing too, like you might need paint to to paint things. Uh, At some point, you know how um, with with wood, there's all this shiny stuff on top. It's called lacquer and it protects the wood from getting rotten and all that. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need. And once you have enough food that people can go into the city, then you can get stores in the city and you can buy your shovels and your candles and all that. That make, make farming life more than just planting and eating, right? Yeah. So, um, but until they got better at making, cr- at making crops. See, when you're tied to the land and you don't get to keep many of your crops, you don't work that hard to produce things, right? No. I mean, this is, without the profit motive, in other words, without being able to make money from planting extra, like farming is really crazy hard work. Oh yeah. Work.
1: Well, even just this, I mean, I'm, I well, like it, right? growing my plants. Yeah. I don't find it too hard, but I'm pretty good with plants. Like, if I look at a plant, sometimes I'll think, oh, yeah, okay, that's okay, or it doesn't have enough sunlight, or the roots are rotting. I can tell that from the way the leaves look. Yeah. I don't know. My dad and my mom says I have a green thumb. I think you do. Say I have a green thumb, I mean. I think you do. And What does that exactly mean?
0: It just means you have a good instinct for taking care of plants.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's how I got... It said, oh, seven to ten days for the lettuce and the piece to sprout or something it said yeah. like down in the package and i got my lettuce to sprout on day four
0: <laughs> okay now so that's not too hard but that's a hobby right now imagine if for some reason coronavirus now imagine oh if for some reason we needed to grow enough food to survive on. That would be a whole different thing, right? That
1: would be a very different thing. Then
0: we'd, we'd, be, we'd be nuts, right? How much work we'd have to do and how much we'd have, and how much risk there would be, right? And
1: how much we'd have to plant. We'd have to get, like, every single pot or any place we could put a plant in. Oh, yeah. And we'd have to plant it all and we'd have to give them lots of water, lots of sunlight.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like and, maybe and if they were outside... You know, we get the crows. You've got uh, the snow. You've got uh, rabbits. You got animals that right now, snow. eat your stuff. Oh yeah, not so bad in the winter, but we can't plant anything. Yeah, There's a we couple can, of plant can plant in, turnips. And I think. In the winter, yeah. Oh,
1: I know. I don't know about peanuts. I mean, oh, peanuts come in their roots. I saw them on a video online. I, don't
0: I you think need it's in a warmer peanuts. climate to grow peanuts? I always thought. I have that. no I idea. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I thought they came in like some bush or plant, but no, no it's it? the roots.
0: They come in, in plastic bags. On shelves. Okay, no, no. Ah! <laughs> Tiggling him. Okay, no, 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 no. Focus. Yes. Focus. Ah. Yes. Look okay. at it. All
1: right. He, just for anybody who ever meets him, he has a very vulnerable tickle spot on his stomach.
0: That's right. That's right. Okay. Above
1: the belly button. So, off topic. Back to topic. The no, discovery
0: kidding. of America, the rounding of the Cape. So uh, that's um, the Cape of Good Hope is right on the tip of South Africa. And When you can go around, they finally found a way to get from the Atlantic to the Pacific, which is kind of important. The East Indian and Chinese markets, the colonization of America, trade with the colonies, the increase in the means of exchange and in commodities generally. Commodities are um, usually things that that end users will end up using. Commodities could be like uh, soap, uh, candles, uh, It could be lumber, which you use to build things and all that. Gave rise... uh, And uh, gave to commerce, to navigation, to industry, an impulse never before known, and thereby to the revolutionary elements in the tottering feudal society, a rapid development. Okay, that is a
1: lot of words I do not know right there. That's a lot of words that don't exactly make sense to me right now. Well, you know, again, (laughs) he's
0: not necessarily writing for an eleven-year-old. Okay, so so what he's talking about here is kind of interesting. So when you think about it, you're not really interested in saving; you're interested in storing up, buying. In other words, if your money for some reason became valueless, like nobody would take it, yeah. You'd like you wouldn't bother saving anymore, right? No. And this happened we talked about this in Germany. Well, you
1: couldn't really bother saving cuz if nobody took your money then.
0: You're just holding on to paper yeah. or coins, right? Which you know, you might some people would collect them just for fun, but
1: I do that a little bit, but not really anymore.
0: Right. So when you save money you're saving it because you're going to buy things in the future right yeah and so when there's more things available to, to buy you want to save more right yeah now most people when they save they'll put the money in a bank right yes now when you put the money in the bank the bank just is going to pay you interest now, the money doesn't just sit there and multiply itself like rabbits, right? No. You, you have to find some way to My increase God, the of the money. Wouldn't that be
1: so great if you maybe got a dollar and then the next day you had two and the day after that you had four and then eight and then 16 and then 32 and 64?
0: That would be cool. And but the is problem is that? Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, of course, if everyone did that, the value of money would almost evaporate completely, right? And you'd need so to have like
1: $1,000 to buy coffee or something.
0: Well, that's <laughs> happened before. We talked about that in Germany, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Where
0: the guys had to take wheelbarrows of money to go and buy a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. And the guy took out his entire life savings, bought one cup of coffee, and it was all gone.
1: Yeah, he was thinking he was saving up for a a cottage or something Yeah, yeah, he was saving up
0: to retire, and then boom, it just all vanished. And that can happen if the government creates way too much money. So what he's saying is that a whole bunch of things happened when trade began with America now and and other places. So in the past, they were really, really controlling about the business. Like if I want to do a podcast in the Middle Ages, if there was such a thing, I would have to go and apprentice with someone for seven years and never touch a microphone and then after seven years they might let me do one show a week and then I, like it's really really restricted on who can do oh my God. and that's why he was talking about earlier he talked about uh uh gosh well, guild masters so the guild masters would determine oh you want and the other thing too is if you wanted to be a candle maker a lot of times you could only do it if your father was a candle maker why uh, It it was, uh, you know, I hate to say it was just the way it was, but it kind of just was the way it was.
1: That's so dumb.
0: So, and, and no, but see, if you think about it, if you think about it, let's say that there was a rule. I could snap my fingers, make a rule and say nobody else was ever allowed to start podcasting. Oh, I like. Oh, that's tempting.
1: I'm sorry. What about me now?
0: Well, no, we... Who, who, whose, father, whose father is not a podcaster <laughs> right so like no but if you could create a rule that said no one else can podcast from tomorrow no one else anyone who's not podcasting currently even if you did in the past yourself then what i would imagine is that that would make my podcast more valuable because your podcast would
1: knew. get like one podcast would take four million views or something like that
0: it would be almost as popular as somebody who was creating their very first five minute video, Gruft. <laughs> Never mind, all right, I'm back. Dad, yeah.
1: lives. they have 60 million subscribers.
0: <laughs>
1: On one of their 400 channels, at no kidding. <laughs> I like hurting him this way, no
0: kidding. Oh, it's painful. I'm evil. No, so, no so, so look, if you could ban people from coming into your job, like let's say that you were the only person in the world allowed to make dragon pictures. I'd do very well. You would do very well. So if you can block people off from coming into your profession, the belief was that you just make more money. Now, this, these, these rules about no one can do this, no one can do that. If your father wasn't this, you couldn't do that. You can't change land. You can't change your crops. All of those rules got so stifled that eventually, for a variety of reasons, they just all broke apart. And oh, then thank you had God. all of this competition and all of this competition. I right? think
1: competition is kind of fun, especially when it comes to business because it's very important. <laughs> well, can
0: you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, you know, you love music, I love music. Now, can you imagine what would happen if no one knew was allowed to make music?
1: Oh, that would suck. Well,
0: eventually, music would just get bad and yeah. people would stop being interested in music, right? Yeah. So, anyway, so that's what he's talking about all of these changes that happened when all of these rules break down and people were competing with each other. So he said the feudal system of industry under which industrial production, that's making candles and all that, was monopolized by closed guilds.
1: Monopolized?
0: Monopolized. Uh, so monopoly? you know the game. Monopoly. <laughs> right? So monopolized means that uh, um, only one person can do it or only one group can do it. So if you want to be a candle maker, you can't just go and make a candle. You get thrown in prison for that. Yeah, like you have to go and beg the people, uh, maybe to let you, and then they'll say, "Well, fine, we'll let you, but you've got to pay all this money, and and you've got a apprentice, which means you've got to be trained by someone for like years and years and years and so on, right?" Oh my gosh! Like, in to Cali- make
1: a candle in
0: California. Okay, you know when we go to the beach, sometimes they braid your hair. Yeah. Right, they won't braid mine. It's some weird prejudice, but anyway.
1: I'm sorry. You can't braid. Oh, wait, maybe a bit in the armpit. The armpit
0: hair? Yeah, that's right.
1: No one want to do that, though.
0: That'd be like uh, the um, the How to Train Your Dragon Viking beard coming out of my armpit.
1: Yeah. No, I was just going to make a joke like um, I just said... <laughs> Instead of nobody would want to do that. It's just chaos. Right, right. so <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: that was close to English.
1: It's, it's, it's good enough.
0: So in California, to braid hair on the beach, they were going to say that you had to take 300 hours of training. Oh my god right so that's it's a braid no but for all the people who are doing the braiding they want that right because it means they can charge more
1: but then few people would want to do it
0: maybe yeah but um but the other thing too so they charge more and so the funny thing is if if the people who braid charge 20 bucks instead of 10 bucks cuz nobody else can do it then it kind of pushes prices up elsewhere because people who buy that, well, first of all, some people just won't do it. But let's say that you really did. Then in a tiny little way, it pushes up prices. Because when the price of something goes up here, artificially, like it's not a real price, then people are like, oh, um, ooh, um, I should probably get a little bit more pay because I have to pay for these things. And then you charge and then the, the people. So let's say that the price of everything went up 10% that people would say, hey, man, I need a 20% raise or at least a 10% raise. Yep. So then the businesses say, okay, here's a 10% raise, but then they've got to raise the price of everything that they sell to cover that raise. And so it's all complicated. It's bad. And, and you get these little tiny things that have, it's called the ripple effect, right? Or, or there's this thing, it's called the butterfly effect, which is, you know, if a butterfly changes its direction in Japan, it could set in motion a whole bunch of events that end up with a big storm out here in Ontario. Right? How
1: could it do that?
0: Well, um, the theory goes something like this, and it's kind of impossible to trace. So um, the butterfly changes its course, right? Yeah. And uh, that creates a couple of air ripples that would be in one place rather than something else. Or maybe a bird that was chasing the butterfly changes its course, right? Uh, and then that creates even bigger ripples. And maybe those ripples then travel somewhere else, cause some other and ripples And then maybe to some
1: other bird or something gets caught in those ripples and think, like, oh, let's just follow this ring current instead.
0: And then it goes it goes higher and then maybe an airplane swerves a little bit to avoid the bird. And, you know, like it just it has more and more effects. And then it just eventually ends up with like all the dominoes fall. And just, maybe a storm, a storm in here.
1: China. It starts in Japan, but it ends in China.
0: Right, right. Or so, something. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things, right? And then people say, oh, I'm not flying to China today because there's a storm. And then because there are no planes taken off here, it changes the air here. Like there's lots of different ways that it's just a kind of funny little theory about little... Changes making big changes down the road or like that story. We read uh, The sound of thunder delicate sound of thunder or something like that the sound of thunder about the guys who went back in time to shoot the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, yeah Remember they couldn't change anything because if they step on one butterfly Then the bird that fed on that butterfly might not have any babies And then all of the birds that came from that baby that that bird would not be born and, and that could change everything in the future Because then all of the other animals that fed on the bird, the people who fed on those animals, all would have their lives changed. Yeah. All right, Um, almost done. Uh, So the feudal system with the closed guilds was now no longer sufficient for the growing wants of the new markets. The manufacturing system took its place. The guild masters, the people who controlled all of the candle making, were pushed on one side by the manufacturing middle class. So the people who were just like, hey, if I wanna make a candle factory, I'm just going to make a candle factory, and you can't stop me. And also, there was all of these restrictions on trading between countries. So, you know, when you and I, gosh, what we were looking for, was it the walkie-talkies? We went on to Amazon, and we were like, hey, these are pretty cheap. And yeah. then? The,
1: oh, my do God. Do you remember? There was this, oh, I don't know, it was the Glow Dust. The first one was Glow Dust. Was the like Glow Dust, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah, like $12 or whatever, right? Yeah. Just to get this little thing, we wanted to try it. And, um, oh, my God remember? It was was like $12 and then plus shipping it was like maybe all told $20 and then if we wanted it to arrive in two days it ended up being sixty three dollars, and if because we wanted, the taxes. but it ended up a right. If we wanted it, it was like November or yeah, something. It was, I think it was November thirteenth where we wanted it to end. Right. So if it, with the uh, plus shipping, yeah, with the fast shipping, ended at like sixty four dollars. Right. And then the non fast shipping was in like January, but whatever. No, but it was
0: it was mostly the the, sh- the, the taxes that yeah. we had to pay, or called the duties, right? Which is taxes you have to pay coming in.
1: I think it was like probably sixty percent was the taxes.
0: So that's. So the people who make walkie-talkies in Canada are kind of happy that there are these taxes on walkie-talkies mean from America. You glo-
1: mean glow dust. Oh, glow
0: dust. Sorry, glow dust, right?
1: It's okay. We've had a couple orders. <laughs> high.
0: And it is, it is kind of strange, right? And this happens a lot. So people in India, they, they're willing to work for like $4 an hour, $5 an hour. People in Canada, they want $10, 15 20 $30 an hour, right? And so uh, it's, it's really tough for the domestic producers if other people are willing to work and sell for less, then it's really tricky. And what they used to do was they used to just say if you make glow dust, if you don't make glow dust in Canada, you can't sell glow dust in Canada. But then what happened was people would smuggle it in. You know what smuggling is?
1: Yes, stealing.
0: Hmm, it's hiding. Like So smuggling is, so let's say um, there's some mean guy and he says, oh man, that glow dust, 60% on glow dust? That's crazy. I'm going to bring glow dust in in a hidden compartment at the bottom of my suitcase and I'm going to sell it on the street. (laughs) They used to have this when they would raise the taxes on cigarettes. People would go to America, buy cigarettes where they were cheaper, and they'd bring them back in hockey bags in the back trunk of their car to Canada and they'd sell them out of the back of their cars. And then the government would say, okay, forget it. Like, we're just going to lower the taxes on cigarettes because... uh, And
1: then America would come and do the same thing. They
0: could, right, they could. And also,
1: like that one time where I smuggled... Snowball into the house one winter when I was like seven and I threw it in my, at mom in the laundry room.
0: Yeah. That that
1: was the best day ever.
0: <laughs> I remember that. Yeah that was funny. So yeah so. And
1: then I swore I'd do it to you and I haven't done it yet. Watch so your back dad. Okay. So the manuf-
0: <laughs> the manufacturers they want to sell everywhere. So if you if you build like let's say that you're making candles in your house maybe you can make 20 candles a day right? Yeah. But if you're making candles in a factory you might be able to make 5,000 candles a day out yeah. of factory. Now, if you're making 20 candles a day, do you know how sometimes we go to those little country fairs and they have these tables with all this like local artsy, crafty stuff? Like They have, what, jewelry and, and oh, yeah. soap and candles and stuff like that, right?
1: They have all that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's people just making stuff locally. Yeah. But if you can make, and you can just sell that stuff locally. Like my you, chocolates. Yeah, yeah. You can just sell that stuff locally. You don't care about, like you don't care that people are making chocolates at home in India, right? Yes. Now, If you're making 5,000 candles a day, though, you want to sell everywhere. Now, if other people come and say, well, you can't sell here and you can't sell there, you'll run to the government and you'll say, hey, man, you've got to get rid of all these barriers. This is wrong. Yeah. Like, this is totally wrong. I want to be able to sell into London. I want to be able to sell into France. I want to be able to sell everywhere, especially stuff like candles, which you can pack into a box and they don't go bad or anything like that. Yeah. So, like a lot
1: of things go bad, like curtain. No Look <laughs> at No,
0: I mean it's a little different. If you're selling cheese, you got to sell it pretty quick.
1: Right? Yeah, if, I mean if it's cheese, it really can only all be milk, sold right? locally. S- sorry, sold locally. Locally. So, I cannot talk today. Oh my gosh.
0: So because because these manufacturing places produced so much, they they blew down all of these barriers to trade, right? So that changed a lot of things in society. So, but just one more paragraph. Meantime, the markets kept ever growing; the demand ever rising. Even manufacture no longer sufficed, which was no longer enough. Thereupon, steam and machinery revolutionized industrial production. So instead of making things by hand, they got to make things by machines. We've seen some of this stuff on YouTube, right, where they have these wild robots that can just do the most amazing things and produce stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we saw some of those, right? So the robots are new, but in the past, there were these... Yeah, I
1: have one question. Was it... (laughs) what no actually not a question there was this one robot fails where they got they tried to get these robots to jump <laughs> I think they showed an animated video of what they wanted to happen yeah, yeah. and then the robot jumped off into this plank and he just he jumped and they fell over
0: my favorite one of those is the baby is the robot that's supposed to be <gasps> um, the baby and it just I've seen out. it
1: like 15 times <laughs> and I still funny. laugh at it
0: so he says uh, the place of manufacture was taken by the giant modern industry Place of the industrial middle class by industrial millionaires, the leaders of the whole industrial armies, the Boden bourgeois. So what he's saying there is that, um, so in the past, uh, you're you, so knitting, right? Yeah. Uh, you're knitting by hand. You've done it, right? It's tough, right? It's kind of slow.
1: Well... Except finger knitting, which is fun. But yeah, most of the stuff. still slow, right? Still slow. Very slow. slow. Oh my goodness. I remember, sorry, quick interruption. I remember I was trying to make a hat and it actually didn't come out too badly, but I ended up using it as a pigeon nest for a pigeon that I caught once. That's right. That's right. Which is actually funny. Why I brought that up, the reason I brought that up (laughs) is mainly just because um, it didn't come out at all as what I expected. Mm. So if I was trying to sell it as a hat, people would have been, that would have been a good bird nest. Not kidding. Right, right.
0: So, um, but if you can get a machine to do the knitting for you, and there are knitting machines.
1: Oh, out I there, know that. Yeah. It's like
0: brrr, like you can. Oh my goodness! Like crazy, I see right? these
1: same bi- same person five minute crafts like on her. I find them pretty ca- boring. I don't know if it's here, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I find them pretty boring. The uh, knitting hacks, anyways, or whatever, like sewing hacks. I don't know why. But sewing? She- sewing, ha- sewing. Sewing hacks. Sewing hacks. <laughs>
0: it's the whole different <laughs> thing. Right? No sewing thing,
1: yeah. hacks. Sorry, sewing hacks. Oh uh, no. Um, but it's like they have this machine. And instead of doing the knitting, they show sometimes they do hand knitting. But the machine will literally go like, it will take five seconds to sh- sew up a, uh, sew, sew? Sew up, yeah. Sew, sew, like, sew up a um I I don't know, like, like the top of a something? t-shirt. It will take oh, like yeah, yeah. three seconds.
0: Oh, yeah. And people used to make clothes by hand. And now there's these big giant machines that make them. It's so much more efficient. But think of it. All the people who developed all of these skills to make stuff by hand, some machine comes along. Poor them. And no, it's really frustrating. Yeah. And it's really annoying because it's like the value of what they did and what they spent. And also, they may have spent seven years learning because there are all these restrictions, how to make a candle, how to make soap, how to oh, and whatever, then this, right? And then this, this machine comes along this, this and machine, produces, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't really know exactly if there are, I mean, I'm sure there are, but what candle making and if they are, but I mean, a candle making machine could basically just be a big tub that heats up the wax, Yep. then there can be little containers that go underneath, yep. pause for a second, fill up, maybe there's a little weight thing when it gets to this height, it stops. Yep goes to the next one, and then maybe there's a, another, like right after that, there's a little thing where it stops, they put in that little wax. Yep. You know the candlestick that makes yeah, yeah. it burn. The Otherwise wick, you're just, yeah, the yeah, wick, yeah. sorry. And then they just go off and it's ready. They just have to wait for it to dry.
0: Yeah, or nails. So nails are crazy important for, for making barns and, and houses Everything. and all that, right? Everything, right?
1: Well, like not... And well, they used to have to but... make
0: nails by hand, believe it or not. Oh, right? my
1: gosh. That would be so hard. And
0: so, you know, you get this little, it's called a mold, right? And you pour the hot metal into it and you wait for it to cool. But they they went from making a couple of hundred nails a day to making a, a couple of hundred thousand ma- nails a day. Oh, my gosh. Now, that makes nails super cheap but, cheap. but all the people who were used to making it by hand, their whole skill status just vanished. It's right? like. Now, and here's the funny thing. So it's the last thing I'll say. So someone, um, when I was doing my call-in, sh- uh, my, uh, my um, uh, asked Me Anything uh, on, on the weekend. Yes. Someone called in and they said, automation is going to get, like, you know, self-driving cars and stuff like that. It's going to get rid of taxi drivers and stuff, right? Yeah. So they said, automation is, is terrible, right? And what I said, <laughs> I should laugh, but what I said was, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you hire someone to deliver that message to me?
1: Because there's, like, online stuff.
0: Right, but that's interesting, right? <laughs> It's like, there used to be, right?
1: yeah, he could like,
0: have. Like, why, why aren't we conducting so way back before the internet? What I did was, I put an ad in the newspaper. I wrote a, a manifesto like this one. I wrote one of my own called The Rationalist Manifesto. I've got a copy of it somewhere. And people would write to me about what they thought about it. Like, handwritten, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it. And I would debate back and forth with people. And it would take, like, a week to, to get two points back and forth because a couple of days to mail back and forth, right?
1: Oh my God. And
0: so that was Twitter 1.0, so Twitter 0.0 was me mailing back and forth. I could put an ad in a newspaper and uh, I bought a PO box so I could mail back and forth with people and, and we employed a lot of people that way because the people who made the paper, the people who made the envelopes and the stamps, the people who delivered all the mail oh, and yeah. all that, right?
1: And post paper. It's very heavy, and I don't like carrying it out of the staple store.
0: It can be heavy, right? It like can a big be chunk very heavy, paper, right? yeah. Because each one is light, right? So
1: well, each one is made from wood, and then all of them put together is like a stump. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> a yeah, wood stump.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, everybody likes to keep their job by not having it be automated. But everyone wants everyone else's job to be automated because it's much more efficient, right? Yeah. So, this person, he's like, oh, doesn't ask me anything. I want to... Uh, Talked to to staff about something and what he did was he just hopped on the computer and spoke to me directly Or asked a question I guess at the moderator, but he didn't Hire all of the people That he would have had to hire to contact me in another way So he wants yeah. it all to be automated, but he's like automation is bad It's like you can only ask me this question because you like automation in other words The, the, the com- there aren't little guys. there sweeping along the computer bits through the wires like it just all happens automatically so yeah. to speak right
1: and also like um oh my god I completely lost my thoughts there's a
0: show you were never that interested in it mom and I watched some of it called Downton Abbey about
1: oh yeah I remember that about Vaguely. life a long
0: ago now they needed like 50 people to keep this house running right yeah and and now we've got a furnace we've got air conditioning we've got plumbing we've got uh, electricity we've got like all of this stuff our house runs mostly on its own like the other day a motor burnt out got kind of cold we got a guy to come fix it but we don't need all of those people to go out and cut wood and make a fireplace for us to keep us warm at night we don't like it's just automatic so automation is kind of why we have wealth because we don't need all these people they're free to go up and do other things and produce other things that are valuable so we kind of like all of this automation can you imagine to like we've got hundreds of thousands of people to see your dragon pictures now what we would have had to do in the past is we would have had to call a newspaper and put an say, ad in
1: the newspaper. Yeah, put
0: an ad in the newspaper and say here's the picture, and then it would have been less less quality because the ad the, the newspapers don't produce that much quality. At least they didn't in the past. And then we'd get I don't know maybe five ten thousand people would see, or maybe more depends how much money we wanted to spend. Yeah, and that's how we would get people
1: to see my to see
0: your picture. But we wouldn't know if they liked it or not. So we, maybe we'd put a little post office box down there, which is a place people can mail to that's not your home, and we'd say, if you have comments about this picture, please send them to little. Right?
1: Yeah, and but, I bet you very any people will do it.
0: Very few people. I mean, maybe a couple of people that you might know might say nice dragon or whatever. Right? But all of that work and all of that expense and very little of that feedback and very few fewer people seeing it. But if we just you know take a photo of the Twitter dragon was picture, free put too, it on wasn't Twitter. It? Yeah, yeah. Well, you pay with time through ads, right? Yeah. But but we take a picture, we put it on Twitter, we put it on other places. Hundreds of thousands of people see it, and we get massive amounts of feedback. And almost nobody has to do anything to no. make that happen. Oh my god! The they literally can just,
1: if they want. I don't really use voice dictation, but I just I type a lot. But a lot of people do. I'm oh, gonna yeah. guess. So someone could just click the voice dictation and say, "Nice dragon." Yeah, yeah. And ex- maybe exclamation mark. When and we're then playing just Rocket League, send.
0: When we're playing Rocket League. Somebody does a nice shot. What do you do?
1: I just, I just, um, I click, not, it kind of, it looks like, it, it yeah. looks like one of those hospital pluses, if you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah.
0: I don't even um, know what that's called. The trackpad? No, I that's know. not it. Anyway.
1: No. Whatever. But yeah. it's, it's the not controller that can still do stuff. It's not
0: the not controller that can still do stuff sorry, like that. You know what? You're like an engineer here. I yeah. think
1: everyone, yeah. yeah. it's the non-trigger, like not trigger, like that movie thing, yeah. joystick yeah. that can still sometimes act as a joystick. Yeah. Um, but you go, oh, I go sideways and then top. Oh yeah, I got it. Remember, I said yeah. it, so it just says nice shot. And then if I go sideways and down, maybe someone does a save. It says what a save if I go sideways and down.
0: Yeah. Or I need a boost or whatever. So
1: oh, need boost only works on the team, and I think it's this. And
0: so that's, <laughs> that's a little example of automation. It's a lot more helpful, right? Because it, it also helps you win the game because you don't have to type stuff in the middle of a game, right? Yeah. All right, so okay, we'll we'll pick this up. I really really appreciate that. This is our introduction to the Communist Manifesto. Yes. So far, nothing bad. Part here one yet, right? out
1: of four or five or something yeah, we'll, like that. Yeah, we'll we'll finish
0: it up, but we uh, don't
1: know. Maybe like part one of four or yeah, five yeah. or whatever. What page are we on?
0: Oh, that is a fine question. Get um, it really fast. Where did yeah, yeah. you put
1: the tablet? I
0: gotta tell it's you, it's right here. Yeah, yeah it's I gotta hidden. tell you because. Because there's a lot of background at the beginning, kind of getting the history in. Yes. We are, we have 5% of the way through the book.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It's all right. Only 39 minutes left in the book. But we have well, done five pages. Well,
1: at the rate that we're reading, five no, pages. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no, it gets, goodness, it gets
0: faster no. after this. There's a lot of sort of background, but. Yeah, uh, and
1: also I'll know some of these words if he reuses them.
0: And, uh, whoa, what do I always forget? And, and Subscribe. And like.
1: Dislike. not gonna be And like. share. Definitely and like.
0: donate at donate. free domain if you find this stuff helpful and useful free forward slash donate thanks everyone i'll
1: also search up dragon pictures on twitter and also we may i may convince someone to post a picture of that chocolate pizza i was talking about <gasps> it's very small it's not a very big pizza.
0: my only concern is that people will eat their phones
1: i think so maybe yeah. they'll try and eat their phones and then they'll be like wait what the heck this does not taste very chocolatey." wait
0: mom's already paid for it right
1: no, she's not bought it yet. Uh, she ordered it in advance for the next time we have guests so that each person could get a slice or something. Yeah,
0: I'm 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 the guest that she's talking about.
1: I'm sorry. I'm going downstairs right now. If you would like to pay ah! $7 for the large thing and the entire bag of chocolate I had to use. Not entire bag. A okay, lot of I will chocolate.
0: pay 7 bucks next time I can get a hold of mom's purse, I promise.
1: I'm sorry. What not? Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, thanks everyone. Talk to you soon.
1: I'm not overcharging. Bye.